0: Hello, Victoria. How are you?
1: Good day to you. Very well. How are you?
0: Very excited, is how I am. Because I can continue about? my bromance with Mark.
1: No. Mark's gone home. Mark wants but he's it. St- Ma- Mark wants it. He did wants you, say? you. He wants you. <laughs>
0: why, you is it that, why is it that on our podcast, when I touch that picture of you and Mark, I end up seeing a picture of me all blurred?
1: <laughs> I presume you're talking about our Twitter.
0: I can't believe that you picked the worst possible screen grab of my face.
1: Okay, for people who are listening, I've got to, and uh, who can't be bothered to follow us on at podcast on Twitter, I put a photograph of Ben and myself, the hosts of this jaunty affair, along with Mark Williams-Thomas, who is our current celebrity guest, and um, it somehow ousted Ben and just showed Mark and I, who look like a celebrity telly couple don't we
0: in your dreams
1: <laughs> in his dreams <laughs> in your dreams in maybe, the dreams ben. of
0: literally no one else
1: <laughs> maybe who knows maybe some of the listeners want to uh, write in about that
0: I'm sorry but Mitz and Mark isn't quite the same as Susanna and Piers although I have to say having just said Mitz and Mark it does have a good ring to it
1: oh, oh well we'll have to ask him what he thinks now he's a friend
0: <laughs> he's just he's gonna tell jump. you what you want to hear
1: this is not me telling him what he needs to hear what he needs to hear oh, god <laughs> i need to close the window
0: it's really hot and clammy right. in cambridgeshire
1: where were we uh mark and i and our new podcast oh sorry did i did i not just think that <laughs> you're toast ben <laughs> that's
0: a that's a price i'm willing to pay for your, for your continued great success.
1: <laughs> would you, what would you do if we did that and then got even you, more thousands of listeners?
0: I, I'd, I'd be thrilled for you, but I wouldn't be one of them. Do you want to, are you saying you want me to throw myself under the podcast bus?
1: <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd like you to do that now if it gets us listeners.
0: <laughs> there are no buses running around here. I think there probably are, but they're only about one an hour at the moment.
1: What do you care about buses? You're no commoner.
0: No-one's taking the bus at the moment, are they? Except in London where you have to, I suppose.
1: OK, who are you?
0: I'm Ben Ando, I'm a former BBC uh, News correspondent, former crime reporter, and now my only real claim to fame is that I'm a co-podcaster who's about to get ditched and kicked to the curb.
1: That's right, and I'm the boss round here. I'm Victoria Mitzi, I'm a journalist, (laughs) I'm the podcaster, I am an all-round wonder woman and mother and dancer and yogurer.
0: I don't know how she does it. She
1: doesn't know how she does it, Ben. Grown. So, you said you've been really well. I want to know why. Now you know you're being axed. Are you still well?
0: <laughs> yes, I am still well. I don't know. It's because we're having good weather again. Hooray. After oh God, you're a... so
1: old. That's so boring.
0: I know. I'm really boring and old. It's true. Old
1: people are really connected to the weather. anyway what have we got coming up we've got more mark williams thomas hurrah
0: more of mark more of mark that's what the that's what the punters want and that's by by golly that's what we're going to give them
1: (laughs) and what's he talking about today he'll be talking it'll be madeline part two
0: you know that because you've already clicked on this podcast yeah we we um the chat we had with mark as you know we was quite long and went into a lot of detail about Christian Bruckner, the new suspect in this case. Um, and we didn't have time for it all last time. So what we're going to do is pick up and talk in a lot more detail about this new suspect and, and how plausible he is as a potential abductor and possibly killer of Madeleine McCann.
1: We got such good stuff from Mark that I had to split it into two parts because this time Mark Williams-Thomas... Talks about what he thinks after years of covering the case, right? You know, thirteen years of covering the case, right? Since the beginning when he was in Prior Deluge covering it for Sky, I think it was. He now comes to the conclusion of what he thinks happened to Madeleine McCann. So that'll be coming up.
0: I'm all agog. What's been happening with you apart from that? Anyway, is there any more in the um, the denizens of Devon, the criminals of Plymouth?
1: No, it's all been quiet on that front. No more media campaigns. No more stuff in the papers or stuff about the cherry picker death.
0: Oh, OK. I was quite excited about that.
1: Uh, well, you know these things take a while, don't they? Yeah. So There's um few rumblings coming from neighbours, though, so uh, I'll keep you updated. I'm just keeping a beady eye on that. Your Devon eyes are li- very,
0: very beady.
1: You, Devon, let me finish.
0: <laughs> boom, boom. You like that. I said that, and you think it's the best thing ever.
1: It almost became the title of last week's podcast, but not quite. quite Somebody else eclipsed it.
0: Okay, so we're going to hit Mark Williams-Thomas now. We're going to go for it.
1: Uh, Aren't we going to talk about... Should we talk about some Boris and rioting afterwards?
0: Yes, good idea.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, So we'll talk about that. Uh, We'll talk about rioting and we'll talk about the Black Lives Matter and um, some conspiracy theories about Boris After. So, um, where we go, Mark Williams-Thomas starts off by talking about the suspect, Mark Bruckner. Oh no, Christian Christian Bruckner. The suspect, Christian. Christian
0: (laughs) Williams-Thomas.
1: The suspect, Christian Bruckner, and an interesting fact about him.
2: One of the other interesting elements about him is that, so there's a very interesting position in terms of the thieves so he's a thief he's a burglar his own house got burgled (laughs) and the person that burgled his own house found a load of material videos that he kept of his offenses so when he was raping people in terms of both young and old he videoed those offenses kept them and then having kept them that is what the burglar found and subsequently released it to the police or gave it to the police That resulted in the police then investigating in respect of those offences. So what I'm saying, and I wrote about this at the weekend, is that if he was involved in Madeline's abduction and murder, I would say that he has some kind of evidence to support that. That would be photographic video evidence. But there is none. The police have found none of that. And that, for me, causes me a concern as to whether or not he is likely to be the offender
1: one more question about um the way that the police are you said that there's an unusual structure of the way that people are working together that police are working together um what are what kind of strategy are the german authorities using in this i know you wrote about it
2: mm. so the the position of the germans of course is to get as much information as possible from the uh, public the public are the eyes and the ears of the police as, as Ben would tell you, over the years, the media plays such a massive role in getting the message out and resulting in the public calling in. That's what they've tried to do. They've been fairly clever by not releasing his name. They're not allowed to because of the privacy laws over there. But they released enough that it was very easy for the media to, to put all those jigsaw pieces together and come up with who the offender is. We now know his name, Christian B, and that's very public. What they're now wanting, of course, is the public to fill the gaps in terms of the years where he's been, both prior to and since the, the disappearance of Madeleine. And that's now what they're working on. I don't believe that they've got, well, they, they have been very open. They haven't got enough yet to move to charge. The crucial bit will be, is, is there somebody else out there to whom he has made a confession, to whom he has shown evidence that relates to Madeline, Because I think the only way that that he is going to end up being prosecuted is if one of his fellow villains comes forward and dobs him in. I mean, you mentioned,
0: Mark, that you think this guy is a fantasist. I mean, how plausible is he? Because I imagine he might think to himself, well, goodness me, if I can... Be the one who's thought to have killed madeline mccann then i'll be kind of like some kind of worldwide celebrity in a bizarre way
2: yeah I, and i think there's an element of that i think he he likes probably a bit of a notoriety from it he's now been linked to multiple uh, other murders through the media and I think he probably is getting off on it to some degree and enjoying that. He's now become a bit of a, a cult status. And I think that's always the problem when you get these people who, who become the subject of all these investigations. And we've got to remember that certainly in Germany there are a lot of unsolved murders of young boys and young girls, and all of a sudden he seems to become the prime suspect for all of these murders. There are many other people who are committing murders, in particular Inga. So Inga's this young five-year-old girl who's at a barbecue. She walks back up a path towards her house. She vanishes. Her body's never been found, and she's never been found. Uh, he lived. He had a premises 60 miles away. They looked at him in relation to that, and they have no evidence. What they did find at his address was child abuse images and children's clothing. So he certainly has a very clear predilection of young children. Whether that has moved to a position of abduction and murder, I don't know. know, Getting away, given how much he talks and how how bad a criminal he is, and I say bad a criminal because he kept evidence of his criminal offences. On his mobile phones, on his computers, uh, to be able to be caught. So he's not been that sensible as far as an offender goes. Has he been able to abduct Madeline, not be seen by anybody, not leave any trace, get to a position where he's then disposed of her body and not being caught and not keep any evidence? That for me raises concerns. I, I desperately hope no more so than to give final closure to Jerry and Kate that he is the right person, and that we will get the answer. But I have huge concerns that we won't.
1: Ben and I have been talking about Kate and Gerry McCann and this taking a lot of the pressure, if you'll call it that, the blame off them finally. What's your view of that? And and how have you felt about them all along in the investigation?
2: So Gerry and Kate, I... Uh, Worked Well, I saw them, obviously, a lot whilst I was over there in Pride deluge, and I've seen them a lot since. I, I've i not uh, spoken directly to them. I just have to think about that again. I can't remember if I did or not didn't. But uh, I certainly have uh, spoken to Kate in terms of when she was stood behind me on one occasion when I was doing a broadcast, and she said to me, please don't refer to her as being Maddie. She won't know her name. It's Madeline. So that's obviously, yeah, and I've heard that said by other people before when their their children have gone missing. They have been on the end of vitriolic, trolls, vile individuals. And so much so that actually last night I found a, or was sent a Facebook group who were talking. There was a number of people in this Facebook group who is a site which is basically against the McCanns, saying the McCanns are responsible. And they were discussing a number of these people about raising funds in order to provide legal assistance through some kind of uh, money raising scheme for the suspect in jail. I mean, that that just shows you the mentality of these people. Uh, It is horrible. It is sad. You know, as much as Jerry and Kate, I get into incredible grief. I mean, whenever I talk about Madeline's case, my Twitter usage goes up, my Emails go up. My everybody starts, you know, those people in that group start slagging me off and having a go at me. The reality is, I mean, I did a big review in 2009 of Madeline's disappearance. Whilst Jerry and Kate made on that night a fatal error, they should never have left Madeline in the apartment. And I've been very outspoken about that. But the reality is that they did and they have to live with that now for the rest of their life. There is not a shred of evidence that links Jerry and Kate to anything suspicious in relation to Madeline at all. My firm belief is that Madeline. On that evening went looking for mum and dad jerry and kate we should know that she went on that morning she'd spoken to jerry and kate her mum and dad and said to her where were you last night because we woke up and the twids woke up and they said well, we were only in the the, the tapas bar across the, sea, the swimming pool so i believe that evening she woke up she knew where her mum and dad was and in order to go and see them she had to walk out of the apartment onto the to the public road and then back into the apartment again or the complex again to go and see them. I believe at that point, having come out of the apartment was when she was abducted. And one of those questions that's already always raised is, well, hang on a minute. What is the likelihood of being abducted from the point of walking out of the back of the apartment and then onto the main road and down into the complex? Well, if you compare that in relation to other stranger abductions, Sarah Payne was out with her parents, walked through a fence, literally seconds away from her her parents, and she was abducted by Roy Whiting. Gone. Opportunistic, predatory paedophile. And then you have Jeanette Tate, and Jeanette Tate was out cycling with her friends. She, she went a slight distance ahead of her friends, and by the time her friends came over the top of the hill, looked down, Jeanette's bike was on the ground and Jeanette had gone. Matter of seconds, minutes, disappeared and most probably uh, murdered by Robert Black.
1: When so, was that? That sounds familiar. What year was that?
2: I think it's, 7 I'm guessing, I think it's 78 or something yes, like that. Yes, it was
1: that. a long, it's long while ago. Long yeah, 78
2: rings a bell with me. I think 78 as well. That's right. So, so opportunistic paedophiles exist, and that's what I believe happened in relation to Madeline. So when someone's suggesting, well, what's the chances of that? Well, it happened with Sarah Payne, and it happened with Jeanette Tate. So those evidence is there, and we also know that the apartment was insecure. So the back door of the apartment was insecure, so she could have opened the apartment and walked out. And I think that that is what's happened. Do I believe that someone's broken into that apartment and abducted her? I think that's highly, highly unlikely. Burglars do not abduct children.
1: My goodness, it's, um, it's really chilling, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the idea of just a little three-year-old girl just stepping out of an apartment, as you said, being snatched, and that's it, gone, in in the blink of an eye, is something that just fills so many of us with absolute horror that's the core of this story in my view
2: and it's a story i think we all associate with or or nearly all of us you know many of us either as parents or as children have been abroad and been in situations where either as parents our children uh, fall asleep in the buggy or as pet or as children we're the ones where our parents have been out you know partying or celebrating Uh, and a lot of the time of course it's you know the luck of of individuals feeling to themselves well you know it hasn't it it could have been me now that doesn't apply to everybody because I can tell you when I went on holiday with my children I would never have left them in an an apartment like they are but there are people that do that and I remember
1: my own parents saying that um, they were they were not as far away there's the difference you know they would be where they could possibly see our beds but they did it
2: and I think everyone's got a view this is the other thing Uh, there are lots and lots of other crimes that i've covered over the years and some attract a lot of attention others not much but it's one of the few cases where everyone has a view i mean when i first when it first happened i couldn't go anywhere where would somebody wouldn't say to me oh what happened i mean i remember we had a i think it was the first investigator we were making and this new researcher was on board and the cameraman said to me he said mark he said um I can't remember the lady's name and said look she wants to talk to you about she, she, she's been asking me if she can ask you questions about Madeleine and, um, and I said yeah yeah just I told her yeah Mark's very relaxed he'll, he'll talk to you um, and she was very nervous about asking those questions and you think self do you know what the amount of times I've been asked questions I mean if I went to a dinner party not that I do many dinner parties but if I went to a dinner party around that time there was one subject matter that was always discussed it was everybody wanted to know and even now you know, if people, like people talk to you now say, well, just tell me, what. why do you think this? What's that? And I have to say, you know, I, I'm very clear in terms of my theory around it. My theory is around evidence. So when I come up with a theory, it's based on evidence rather than opinion. Whereas, of course, there's an incredible amount of people who've got an opinion out there. You know, someone behaved in a certain way. So, so one of the things that these anti-people have got is that, well... Jerry and Kate must have been responsible because of their behavior afterwards. You know, they, they, they washed the cuddle cat, they played tennis, they went out for a run, they did this and they did that. And I can tell you that when you are the victim of trauma, when you are the victim of something like that, your behavior is erratic. Your behavior, there's no common thread that runs through how to behave we all behave differently. And it's not just in relation to this. You know, in, in each of your lives, Ben, Victoria, you will have critical moments in your life where your behaviour would be different than perhaps it would be in another environment.
0: Mark, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. We really appreciate
2: it. Thank, thank you. And I do hope that
1: much. these bits of evidence that are coming to light um, will result in some closure for Gerry and Kate McCann.
2: I think we all we all hope, don't we, that finally Madeline's case is solved because that family have had to live in torment, not just in relation to what's happened to them, but, but some of the horrible trolls that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. They made mistakes, but they've had to live with that. And there's nothing greater than living with the, the loss of your own daughter.
1: Um, also, because I asked our listeners for questions, can they also vote with their feet about um, what they'd like you to talk about when you come and join us again?
2: Yeah, I'll come back again and um, you get some questions or what they want to talk about. And I'm pretty open. I'll talk about anything, really.
0: So did you hear that? Well, I can't wait for him to come back. I think it'd be great. I've, it's been great having you. I mean, they're talking great.
2: about anything we like.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I do like.
1: What do we like? Um, what, what do you like? Not you, Ben, but you at home or in your car or wherever you listen to us.
0: Wherever talk you indulge m- in our pod.
1: Wherever you indulge um, in your <laughs> sad pod listening.
0: There's been lots of stuff, actually, I saw on Twitter, somebody saying, this is really sad, but can somebody recommend a podcast to me? Is, is, is like, I don't know, podcasting or listening to podcasts something that's considered sad amongst the connoixenti? I think it's quite a good thing to do, isn't it?
1: I didn't think it was sad either, but maybe I'm a massive sado, and people don't say it because I am. <laughs> People give me a wide berth.
0: Poor, sad mitts.
1: Poor, sad, poddy mitts. (laughs) Um, But more to the point... Yes. Let me give out our email so that people can ask Mark Williams Thomas whatever they like. How amazing is that? Seriously, uh, Mark, I hope you'll be listening to this actually yourself, listening to yourself. (laughs) Um, And you'll hear this right now, that um, when I put a photograph of you on my Facebook, because I thought people often associate better with pictures don't they than than just names then i got i got a comment from a very pretty young reporter actually telling me that she loved you mark ben yes did you fall off your perch
0: (laughs) (laughs) i kind of got sidetracked actually you... thinking about what we can Were ask Mark, about Mark next time you googling Mark because you love no, him more thinking, than I do I was thinking we need some kind of a brand so we can call it um, get on your pod and ask Mark <laughs> rather
1: I... than the fact somebody actually said they loved Mark Williams Thomas and then I put underneath what she said do you really love him and then she didn't say anything
0: <laughs> oh god you creeped her out she probably just meant I love him in the way that millennials kind of love everything. You know, like, oh, my God, yes, I love, I know, Ryland Clark-Neal. I, I thought they didn't like anything. I love I reality that TV. the point.
1: Oh, I see. And then two seconds uh, later, it's like, do I have to get out of bed?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and oh. can, can, I, can I get my avocado on toast and all that kind of thing? Get it. Yeah. Yeah, because th- th- this is it in restaurants. They always want to get something. Can I they get do. the... That's
1: completely wrong, though, isn't it?
0: Can I get the huevos rancheros? No, you can fucking order it. Like a normal Oh, person. my God. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where are you hanging out? Mexico? Well, whoever's French Harris, you can get those in the UK. They're lovely. I like them. I've never had. I'm a massive foodie.
1: I've never had. You didn't let me finish.
0: So I just I just <laughs> talked finished? with You're you. How
1: are we going to edit this? We're just talking. It's like it's <laughs> do, like Two people uh, over Mercury each other. Wow, wow, wow,
0: wow. I can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who's who's that duet? Freddie Mercury and that fat lady.
0: I think they're Peters and Lee. <laughs> no. Who it's um it's it's Freddie. Well, it's not Peters and Lee at all. It's so uh, it's not the Chuckle Brothers. It's um <laughs> it's, it's it's the um, Crankies. Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé. Oh
1: my god! Did you hear my offering? You didn't even listen.
0: Barcelona. The Crankies. Ah, oh, Jeanette Cranky. She she'd be my support bubble pack companion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she wouldn't want to be. <laughs> um, anyway, on with the Boris stuff. Yes. Have you seen the conspiracy theories that he never really had a baby?
0: <laughs> what, what? He never really had five of them? Or the last one is the fake one or what?
1: The last one with um, whatever her name is.
0: Carrie Simons.
1: I'm so professional. Carrie Simon's, of course. Old she is.
0: What's Her Face. Old thing. Old
1: What's Her Face. I mean, all the photos are coming out. Hardly looks pregnant at all.
0: <laughs> Seriously?
1: And have you seen the baby? Not even with a nanny in a stroller. Where are the proud parent photographs?
0: Well, people are saying there isn't a baby because they haven't seen photos of the proud parents. And a baby in a stroller. Oh, for goodness sake.
1: OK, I've got to tell you, is that, what, is that topic over? I no, I mean no. I mean, oh. What
0: I've got to say is this: I mean, even the stupidest person wouldn't make up a fake baby because you know you're going to get found out at some point, and it's going to even backfire. the stupidest, even the most stupid person is not going to try and make up a fake baby because they know they will be there. Will found be no point. point.
1: You're absolutely right, and that's where I think the case might be closed.
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I, I think the prosecution rests, my lud. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're learning some respect for a change <laughs> enough respect <laughs> Jeremy Vine
0: <laughs> I'm just amazed that you've got enough respect to turn up on time for this podcast
1: I'm amazed too I don't think I'll bother next week
0: didn't get caught up doing something with your cousin or something
1: <laughs> look he's talking huevos rancheros <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, uh, yeah I love Mexican food I think Mexican food's the best oh well, my God, Italian, I have to say Italian food's the best obviously uh, is it the best? Yeah, because I'm half Italian, so of course it's the best. I'm a bit Maltese. So what, what, what is Maltese food? What is that?
1: It's a lot of rabbit. Ooh. That's where I get it from, rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> More rabbit than Sainsbury's.
0: More rabbit than, I don't know. Gonzo.
1: Maybe we will change our music to Chaz and They're Dave. Not Gonzo,
0: it's Gozo, isn't it? It's not Gonzo. Gonzo's <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gonzo journalism. More rabbit than Valletta.
1: But Actually, it's a bit like Arabic food mixed with Italian, so a little bit more cumin creeping in, stuff like that.
0: You're not selling a, it to me.
1: It's an island, of course. But we're short, fat people on that side of the family, so it's pastry and more pastry, that type <laughs> of thing. Pastry and pies, lots of pastry. They're very good at it.
0: There's lot actually. There is a lot of pastry in Sicily as well. Um, You know, Southern Mediterranean. They do love a good um, patisserie and pastry. Well,
1: it's it's like Sicilian. It's like Sicilian cuisine, except Sicilian goes off on a weirdy kind of flowery tangent.
0: In Taormina, where my folks are from, they have this speciality where you see all these pastificerias which have they like kind of make they like make miniature fruit out of. Um, oh, kind of marzipan. almond paste Ugh. and it's just disgusting and people seem to love it and they, they look really great, they look really pretty the way they do them but they just taste vile I don't know why anybody would buy them but hey, clearly I'm not a no, they're Sicilian big on that in paint. Italy,
1: they like it don't they they love it what's the mayor of Taormina called?
0: well the current mayor of Taormina. Yeah, I have no idea
1: isn't he an ando and my aunt and uncle went there <laughs> and said is Ben high up in the mayoral family stakes
0: it might be some cousin of mine i don't know about the last mayor of tamina i can remember was when Let's i was it, eight years face there quite old a few a family friend called dr garipoli <laughs>
1: <laughs> how did we get down this slippery path
0: <laughs> I, I think Maltese it's, cuisine i think it can only ever be referred to as a cul-de-sac
1: Mind your language, we don't want more emails about your
0: language. Boris conspiracy theory. So there's this idea that Carrie Simon somehow wasn't pregnant and there is no Johnson's Simon's progeny. I find that just ludicrous. It's just, I, mean, I think it's lockdown. I think people are so bored of lockdown and so fed up they don't even know what, what their names are or where they live anymore and they're just making up total crap. So what about that guy who was urinating right next to the um, memorial to PC? Ooh, he to looked park. attractive,
1: even from behind.
0: <laughs> but the irony was that he was standing not quite far enough to the right. Because if, if he'd been more <laughs> far right, he would have been way away from the memorial. It, there wouldn't have been um, such a huge uproar about it. I Maybe mean, I he wanted the uproar. Oh, I don't know. I just think he was a drunk oaf who didn't even think about what he was doing. He just whipped his todger out and um, decided to... Um, Maybe he to didn't bladder. even
1: take it out, Ben.
0: But do you think he peed in his own shorts?
1: Uh, he looks like the type who might, especially as you're a riot, which is being photographed left, right, and centre. You're not looking. You're a low life, and you deserve it. But what I do like is that they're raising awareness of people who we men who we in the street.
0: What slack bladder lives matter? <laughs>
1: oh, you is that a campaign, Ben? <laughs> I don't
0: know. I saw some. I, 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 the, what was comical on Are Twitter? Are you peeling? I'm not at all appealing. Um, what was comical on Twitter was that some people were trying to defend him and somebody tweeted he might have had a prostate problem.
1: Oh, bless.
0: I thought, God, if you had a prostate problem, the last thing you'd want is somebody on Twitter saying, it's all right, everybody, he can pee where he wants because he's got a prostate the size of a football. <laughs>
1: One thing in, I haven't been doing in Devon, one of the many things I haven't been doing in Devon since my move about eight months ago from the big smoke, has been stepping over Whittle in the street. So I haven't missed that at all.
0: Well, that's a treat, isn't it? Okay,
1: it's it's a big treat, aren't I? I know. No wonder. No wonder I cruise around the mean streets in my drug dealing car, feeling really pleased with myself.
0: That you don't have to step through piss.
1: Yeah, no, I did it quite a lot. And with a toddler, it's really not fun. And no, and it's all the dog show everywhere. Thought. Sorry, not sure. who cares about them? It's having to clean them up that's the pisser. <laughs> there are pros and cons of moving environments, and the con is that people seem to, for the fact that there's a lot more space here, people have got very very poor spatial awareness so out of you've got this kind of massive field and then you're heading towards the stop and shop and somebody will literally just walk straight into you and you think how why in the whole you know, of that's...
0: devon you picked this small <laughs> right. zone to be in right as i was walking to the stop in the shop
1: anyway that's boring
0: oh yeah riots I suppose there are different types of people who go to these events, aren't there? There are the genuine protesters who have a grievance, who who want to demonstrate peacefully and, and you know, peaceful demonstration is a fundamental democratic right. It's something democracies are built on, the idea that you can take to the streets and provided you stay peaceful, you know, you aren't going to be told you have to go back indoors. But then you get people who go along there and maybe get swept up or maybe they're just the kind of people who are looking for trouble anyway, who try to use it to create trouble and use it to start behaving aggressively and then you've got the people who I suppose are opportunist criminals who are part of this event and then when a window is smashed they decide to steal a television or decide to steal something so yeah
1: how excited that's what I don't understand okay of course I'm not you know on the bread line but I really don't understand people piling into shops and taking a pair of shoes that probably don't fit them
0: (laughs) we're taking a single shoe off the display (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> just randomly taking a stapler
0: to it reminds in. me of the 9 o'clock news sketch where the three, the, the, the three guys hold up a shoe shop they've all got th- one leg each so they're just sort of hopping away with their booty <laughs> their swag oh.
1: Oh. celebrity fight no. celebrity death match yes last night a sort of half-arsed attempt at calling broadcaster Jeremy Vine a misogynist let There's me no... tell you what he put on Twitter and okay, you, you in plural, tell me what you think. Okay. Jeremy what, Vine what wrote, me and Mark, you, Mark, no, leave Mark alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a picture of Debbie Harry, yeah. Stevie Nicks and Kate yep. Bush. Okay. And someone called Tim Bolton wrote, so this is a retweet, wrote, in their prime, you can only marry one. Debbie Harry, Stevie Nicks or Kate Bush, question mark. Uh-huh. And Jeremy Vine has retweeted it with the comment, first tweet I saw today and I'm still thinking. Yeah. Bearing in mind, he is—he works for the BBC and there's a big issue about equality and uh, treating people fairly at the British Broadcasting Corporation.
0: Yeah but, I... a, yeah, but he's not a Mormon, so he can't pick them all. <laughs> what do you think of that tweet? I'm intentionally missing your point what was your devastating put down?
1: I put this full stop disgusting.
0: (laughs) Is that it?
1: did he he reply? Yeah and that was what I was confused about I just thought I'd have loads of other women on my timeline it was quite late last night I fell asleep in front of actually I fell asleep in front of Mark Williams Thomas last night (laughs) but don't tell him. Does he have that effect? (laughs) At least I didn't say next to
0: Just outside
1: your window, Mark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, dear, creepy stalker. Right, carry on. So, tell me what the response was. So he tweeted back Hmm.
1: a picture. You have to look at it. I'm at Mr. Describe it um, of Barack Obama doing a like shruggy, like throw your hands open, shrug. Like, what's wrong? Okay. But that's really annoying. So I tweet back. Do you know who Gloria Steinem is?
0: I've heard of her. I'm aware of her work.
1: I tweet Gloria Steinem, Jane Garvey from Woman's Hour, presenter of Woman's Hour, and two big feminist organisations. Well, and and so she had I'd...
0: Walk in. And he had to pick one of those three, did he?
1: No. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> he was Barbara Woodhouse.
0: <laughs> Sunny Man. What's Dave that Barbara that? Cartland same Barbara Garland that's it <laughs> and,
1: um, now you, you've made me look really stupid because the serious feminist point that I'm trying to make has just been belittled by you
0: I'm not belittling a serious feminist and point and Jeremy Vine
1: but I have no put, I'm we've not wor-
0: belittling a serious feminist point at all it's
1: really I- naff what I wrote so go and look at it on my Twitter well, no, tell us what you
0: wrote <laughs> you got a, yeah. you, did you tweet a picture of you with your fingers in your ears saying I'm not listening
1: no one thinks you're clever
0: Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> did, um didn't you find a comedy gift to tweet back?
1: Oh no, unfortunately not. But um I did say something about him being I was like the only reason that somebody would tweet this in 2020 is if he was a uh, in brackets past his prime misogynist broadcaster. Oh dear.
0: Like... <laughs> Goodness me. <be. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stings quite as much as an angry tweet from a woman in Devon. Tweet tweet. <laughs> And so, I mean, presumably he has no response to this devastating rejoinder from you.
1: Well, there I was thinking I'd open my Twitter first thing this morning and there'd be loads of cross sisters backing me up. <laughs> Bollocks was there. No one cares.
0: <laughs> it's true. Nobody cares.
1: Nobody cares. I, I should really call this episode. No one cares, Mits.
0: <laughs> did he? Did he ever decide who he wanted to marry in their prime?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, he did get quite a lot of cross women's responses going, we are not a piece of meat. (laughs) So that's all I saw. I didn't look back. You can have a look. Mm. Or maybe he wants to come and talk to us about it. And I can explain to him what's wrong with treating women like pieces of meat when you earn, what does he earn at the BBC?
0: Oh, a lot. I don't know how much. Oh, here comes the ice cream van again. (laughs) As if on cue.
1: Do you know how funny I thought that was when MWT was with us?
0: <laughs> this one's playing green Sleeves this time.
1: Do you know what was even better though? <laughs> <on. Sleeves. laughs> the Green Sleeves should be the little piece of music that my gift should play to Jeremy Vine <laughs> when I respond
0: to it. I love our theme tune. I love our theme tune, I think it's brilliant.
1: Can I just say that when the ice cream van came along with Mark Williams-Thomas, I love the fact that you're such a pro broadcaster that you
0: pretended it wasn't there. I didn't. I was trying to cough to it, <laughs> but you two wouldn't shut up.
1: <laughs> I was the person who flagged up. Listen, guys, there's an ice cream van in the background. And I was trying not to die too much near the microphone because I thought it was yeah, so Yeah, but and I couldn't get
0: a word in English. I kept trying to say, it's <laughs> it, it's 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 it, it, it. Anyway.
1: Who talks more, you or Mark? Or me? Um...
0: Oh, Oof. I'm I'm not talking now just to prove it's not me.
1: Yeah, you didn't talk as much as you normally do. You didn't like being the other cock on the walk, <laughs> did you? I,
0: I did. I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was, was lovely it? having Mark did on board. Yeah. yeah, I did. I thought it was, right. yeah. And we're going to have him back. I mean, looking forward to having him back. It'd be really good.
1: Yes, yes, we will. And I know that he loves the, all this ribbing. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it for another week then.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be back next week with, have we got more of Mark or are we doing, going to do something different next week?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Okay, I'll leave this to the listeners to decide because we've got Mark talking about Peter Tobin and that's just too juicy to not give.
0: We need to do a Peter Tobin special because he's some kind of, um, you know, he's a serious serial killer and we should do something properly on him.
1: The other person he mentioned was the other serial killer who he said could have been one of the biggest serial killers, Angus Sinclair? Yes. So Peter Tobin and Angus Sinclair... What Are you sure that it's investigator, Sinclair? huh? Are
0: you sure it's what? Sinclair? Here's
1: Angus Sinclair, and you know why we, we've got to talk about them together is because Mark Williams Thomas did an investigator about it, and that's what I fell asleep in front of last night. <laughs> um, because that's why I can't quite remember the oh, name. Really
0: you do watch all this crew crime stuff, don't you?
1: At least one of us is serious about this.
0: It's good that you are. I applaud you.
1: I do love it. That's what I'm doing here. But um, the fact is, is that there's some crossover with a crime. So hear more about that next week, maybe All right. if you well, want it, email to email me. Looking forward to
0: hearing more from Mark. More from us. And what's us. the
1: our email address?
0: You didn't let me finish. Podcast at gmail.com. Messages through Twitter uh, at ydlmf podcast.
1: Have you got any messages before you leave? our... Dear listeners, for a week.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more. I mean, I'm also looking forward to seeing what happens with the ongoing Christian, Brooklyn and Madeleine McCann thing. I'm guessing the police now assessing evidence. Um, as, as Mark said in, in, in the interview, they'll be looking to see if there's any record on his devices of any kind of um, involvement with Madeleine McCann. So we just need to keep across that, really.
1: Well, let's see if the ice cream van can stay away when we next record.
0: The, the thing about the ice cream van is, just to finish, is it comes... <laughs> It comes in really frequently, at least, what, three times a day round here. And, but They've he heard can, about he, you. He drives Mando. up, he, and he, then he drives straight off. I mean, if any child was trying to con its parent into giving it a pound to go and get a 99, it would, the, the ice cream van would be gone, well gone before the child could actually emerge from his house.
1: That shows how out of touch you are. Well, how much is a
0: 99 now?
1: I don't know, because I don't buy them either, But because we're fatties and we don't let ourselves. We go and get we, the sensible version from the supermarket.
0: <laughs> the but then it's definitely not oh. a quid
1: oh I'm totally in love with Lidl's wafery you know those things in wafer which you can hold the wafer and lick the ice cream
0: yes mm. <laughs> fatty mids.
1: <laughs> fatty anda you're much more fun when you're fat
0: I'm not, am I fun when I'm fat?
1: yeah you are and your sort of guilt makes you more human rather than being holier than thou all the time
0: well, when I'm toned and buff like I am now. <laughs> Are you toned and
1: buff? We'll put some photos on Twitter so our fans can see them.
0: God, no. That's, uh, no. sorry. Oh, you nobody, did. Nobody you did, didn't that. you? I did. Along with your oh, no, watercolour gallery. And you picked the worst possible screenshot ever.
1: Oh, you look very
0: handsome. Oh, God. With my single <laughs> eye and no mouth.
1: Go on with you. All well, right, bye-bye. Bye-bye, then. Well done. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Oh, aren't you going to do your usual fuck off? (laughs) Oh, yeah, fuck off. (laughs)